All right, Jean, you ready to be yeah, counting? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready, Jean. All right, ready in Chamesh, Arba, Shalosh, Stein. <laughs> yeah! Hey, yeah, yeah! Hey. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting thongs at? Raising kids, cleaning ships, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's at podcast! <laughs> With Christina P. What up, moms? With me today, the fabulous, hilarious Kevin Nealon. Thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. Speaking of moms, here I am. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dads are moms too. That's what we've learned. Is that did you know that dads are parents as well? <laughs> I have to be reminded of that. You know, I don't like the whole gender labeling moms and dads. You know? Really? Have yeah. we? First of all, you're. Have you decided what your gender is? They. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all parents. <laughs> Are you in flux? Um, Does no, your gender change? No, I've settled into uh, they. <laughs> and uh, as parents, um, we like that. We. <laughs> Do you? So you have a 13 year old son, and he's an only child. I hope. <laughs> you couldn't do another. You think it's a lot. Two is cray cray. We tried to do another, or I tried, but they tried. Um, we tried. Yeah, they tried. Yeah. Um, no, but one is great. You know, three, I always thought three would be my magic number because I had three in my family for a long time growing oh up. Gosh. And then my parents had another two, like 12 years later. Oh, my God. Same parents, different kids. And it was, <laughs> um, you know, but I wasn't home around that much for that. You know, I was kind of older. But three was kind of nice. It was two boys and a girl. Yeah. And, um, you know, a lot of arguing in the car. But I think it taught you to get along with other kids. It does. Three is also the cool hip number right now. Is it? Well, you and I live in the same neighborhood. And I find that... Like, Watts. Watts. <laughs> um, I find that three is like the hip cool, cool number. Yeah, because they can to, start taking to, care of themselves. You that's know? what I like. And yeah. I, I was thinking about it being an like i grew up an only child for the most part it's good because you get all the attention in some ways um uh, but then when you have the second one then they can play together and then the parenting is off of you so much which is good because i imagine like my older boy is five almost five now and like they just want to play with you all the time yeah, and yeah. that's got to be super annoying it's so annoying and so yeah. aggravating you know <laughs> go out and find some friends you know <laughs> Um, you get know, online, I think get a job. also when they get older, they'll have each other. Like I know. when you're dying, they'll yeah. say, did you talk to mom today? Did you go see mom? <laughs> we'll go see her. I've been seeing her all, you know, every week. Um, but That's you know, true. I don't like to call it the only child because yeah. that makes it feel like it's less than you should have had. It's only one child. You oh, know, I it's, like that. I think it's the child. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> The, the premier child yeah the child the one you're supposed to have the one you're, yeah and i'm an older father too so <clears throat> sometimes i will ask my son his name is gable i'll say gable why did you wait so long like to come you know i don't put it on me i i put it on him he goes well i was just waiting for you to write meet the right woman yeah you know? and then you did you've and, been uh, yeah. married 15 years i've been married 15 times and 15 years <laughs> <laughs> what have you learned uh, by the 15th I learned don't rush into things <laughs> take your time uh no I was take married once time. before and uh we didn't have any children yeah um so what switched uh, with the second marriage you were like I reversed the vasectomy yeah and, uh, <laughs> you know it worked out did fine. you go into your first marriage with a vasectomy no 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 oh okay no no I went in with a prenup 
That yeah, was it. Smart. <laughs> no, no, I didn't have a prenup in the first marriage. But um, she she wanted children. But then two years in, she woke up crying one morning. And I said, what's wrong? She goes, I just decided I don't want children. What? And if you want to leave me, that's fine. I said, I do want to leave you, but I'm going to wait another 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that always how it is when you, you, you have the seed of like, I'm going to leave you eventually. But... But something, I remember there was a boyfriend I lived with before Tom and the thought of leaving was just too hard in the sense of like, that's back when we had DVDs and books and like the thought like, I gotta like, I gotta separate my DVDs out. <laughs> that from was your the reason DVD. why. Yeah, I gotta like, I gotta buy a couch. I don't have a couch. And that, that actually kept me around for like two more years. <gasps> oh my God, I have to get milk. Yeah. I have to get groceries. Yeah. I'll have to learn how to, the combination on the lock. Yeah, uh, like all these silly things that keep you, but you're married, that's different but than just a boyfriend. Yeah, and when the child, that's also harder to leave. Oh, that's not you, know, you would have been gone a long time ago for, for the children, <laughs> but let's face it. No, also, oh you know, God. I think it's hard in general to leave a relationship. I mean, look at these these people that are in, you know, these domestic violence cases, these yeah. abuse marriages, and they still only leave. I know, it's so crazy. It's, I don't know anything. I don't know. I think it, it's really about trusting yourself and having confidence and, you know, trusting trusting what's out there. Definitely. So with the second marriage, you were like, I'm ready to do this. And No, I was never ready to do it. Yeah. I, I don't think any man is really wanting to get married. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think, uh, and I could be wrong, but... Um, were you a playboy? When no, you were? no, I was never a playboy. I was not a, I was not a playa. I was not a hound dog. Even on the road, I was not. I was a just, playa. I was Grace Catholic. And I was taught to believe that um, if you get somebody pregnant, at an early age, it's going to ruin your life because then true. you are harbored with that baby for the rest of your life and that woman. And so that was instilled in me. That's so, a good thing to instill in boys. Yeah, but I didn't lose my virginity until I was like 23. Even better. How can I do this to my son? Do I just, you just start the Scare mantra? him to death. Yeah. <laughs> your life will be ruined. Your life will be Children ruined. Sex ruin is dirty. Don't touch yeah. your peepee. Okay, good. Yeah. <clears throat> so anyway, um, but I, you know, my second marriage, I was, I I took me a while to get there and it was very frustrating for her, of course, because she's yeah. she's like 30 years younger than me. You right. Know? Well, and plus TikTok. For us, it's a biological... <laughs> no, she's like 18 years younger 30. than me. Oh, I thought you were... I don't know. In this town, I'm yeah, like, you're right. I you're can't, right. I can't. Be. Yeah. But she's she 18 was years younger 18 than you. 18 years younger than me. So I was like 47 and she was 29. Damn. Holy scored. She's cute that... too. I've seen her on the gram. No, she, yeah, she was 29, 30. Yeah, she's very cute. And yeah. she's smart and funny. Yeah. And, you she's know, I cool. should have married her like within a week. But um, but, but I had, um, you know, I was scared because I'd been married before. Yeah. And I never thought it would end. And my parents have been married for 70 years. What? Almost 70. And do they like each other? They loved each other. I mean, they, they my mother passed away last uh, March. Mm. And my father passed away two years ago. But up until my father died, they were still holding hands, you know, massaging each other's back having sex in front of us. <laughs> That's not true. That's not the truth. No, they did not rub each other's back. Did you for ever, the rest. did you know, that, were they sexual? Did they, did you know? They must have been sexual because yeah. 12 years after I was born, they had yeah. two more two kids. Two more kids. 12 and 16 years You know, later. it's interesting you say that affectionate bit because I force affection on Tom constantly. And, and I found out As the do way, I. Yeah. <laughs> well, I found the secret to my, because he, he's not a big cuddler. He claims that he's too hot. 
And it's true because I touch him and he's on fire. His body is, he's, he's a hot, hairy guy. And so I decided this morning he was still asleep and I rolled over and I started snuggling him against his will. You guys sleep in the same room? Yeah. Okay. But we sleep in a Solaire uh, bed. Uh, So, you know, it's like those old, uh, those hospital beds. So he has his own side and I have my own side. Are they separated though? Yeah. They are. You have space in between? We're Christian. Yeah. Catholic. Because my wife and I have gone through years of trying to figure out a good sleep method. Oh. And we've had different beds. We have a sleep number bed. Yeah. Which is one mattress though. But because I get home late like Tom probably does and you climb into bed. She's a light sleeper. She's got earplugs in. She's got the eye mask. And she could still feel me come in. She senses it when I come in. I want to get in. And then if I roll around and we have the same covers, I'm pulling the covers. Oh, no. You got to look at the Solaire. Pull that up on Sattva Mattress Company. You You each get your own compartment and you can they vibrates and you can bring it up and down and she will never know if you're coming or going but it is the same mattress though it's the same mattress but it's cut in half see and the, the Where? front Where's half the cut? of it i don't see the, the cut f- the, the the half believe me i've analyzed the... beds i've looked at everything okay so in between the two of them you see how they're yes that's like the sleep number so you'll share the second half of the bed that's like the sleep number the bed. the top is cut in half just the top though, but the rest is a mattress. Right, but I don't feel him rolling around. He doesn't See, feel that's me. the problem. And you share the same blankets? Yeah. See, my wife is much more sensitive than you. Two blankets. Why don't so, you get two comforters? Um, you can do that. People do people have written in and said that they've done that. It's a life changer. No, that's not possible. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep suffering, keep doing the No, no, no. So what yeah. we we eventually did, we realized that when we go to a hotel and we get two queen size beds, we both sleep like babies. You are kidding me. So now you have you do you sleep in separate beds. We have two queen size beds that are pushed together. <laughs> so that when I get into the bed, it doesn't shake her side. That's a really good idea. And we it took us forever to figure this out. <laughs> she came up with it. And Brilliant. also separate homes. <laughs> and um, it's just fantastic. <laughs> Lovers. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. But I have a lot of friends that they sleep in separate bedrooms. Donald I've heard Trump. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, don't you feel that that's the end of the marriage? No, My, because these people are still married. I think it that, probably would have been the end if they didn't have separate bedrooms. That's true. My dad always was like, once you start sleeping separate, this is no marriage. Like if, if the, is he Irish? yes irish hungarian Uh once you start sleeping on the couch i think it was more like once you're on the couch on the couch definitely i think that's splitsville because i see that so much with new mothers and i understand the inclination you're nervous about that newborn so you want the baby next to you or in your bed and Mm. then dad ends up on the couch but for how long and then you know three months turn into three years and then now you guys aren't effing and it's like that's the end did your wife kick you out of the bed when you when you had gable no, we slept in the same bed. Um, we had a night nurse. That's the everything. If you can afford a night nurse. Even if you can't afford one, take out a loan. It's the <laughs> best money you'll ever I know, spend. I I'm know. serious, man. You don't need the car. Sell the car. Sell the car. Get the night nurse. It'll save you. I, I got up once oh with my, my child God. when he was, you know, a couple months old. More than once, I'm sure. But um, but I swallowed him, swaddle, I didn't swallow him, you I swaddled swallowed him, him. And I, you know, I gave him a fresh diaper and I, I was on that ball, you know. Oh, the, the fucking ball. And I was I bouncing ball. with him and I was up all night thinking, oh my God, <laughs> I cannot do this another night. I can't do it. And then, you know, I had the breastfeeding <laughs> pump going in the other room, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm thinking how much longer is this going to last, you know? And the night nurse, it's just, you heaven, know. Heaven, they're angels. Heaven. And you were 47 when you had your... Yeah, I was about 47. I mean, I'm 44. No, no, I... no, no, I'm sorry. I was 53. 
Oh my God. Because I, you know, I started, I met her when I was 47 and we dated for like three and a half years before we got married because I was scared. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, and I was also still married to my first wife. So, um, <laughs> no, kidding, kidding. So anyway, um, it was, um, you know, I was older. I was 53. My Jeez. kid was born. I can't even imagine having a newborn at 53 because. I want, I uh, always wanted kids though. And I didn't care if I was 70. I yeah. would have, you know, I always wanted a kid. Yeah. And, and, I, and, you know, and is it, the question is, is it wrong to have a child when you're older? I don't think so. I mean, you know, I, my son realized when he was 10 that I was an older dad. Mm. And uh, I, I used to talk about this in my stand-up. I said, you know, I came into his bedroom one day and he looked really sad. And I said, what's the matter, buddy? Because I didn't know his name. I was never home. <laughs> what's his name? What's his name? <laughs> and you're so old, too. Yeah, you can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember anything. <laughs> and he said, you know, after a lot of prodding, he, he kind of said with puffy eyes and tear-stained cheeks, he goes, I've just been thinking, I'm 10 now when you're 63. Mm-hmm. When I'm 20, you're going to be 73. When I'm 30, you're going to be 83. You're not going to be around for a lot of my life, are you? Mm. And it just killed me. Mm. I didn't know what to tell him. And I said... Buddy, buddy, buddy. What's his name? <laughs> I said, I'm going to be around for a long time. I'll be around when you graduate. I'll be around when you get married. I'll be around when you get kids, you know? But you got to make that happen in the next four years. Because, <laughs> you know, I can't make miracles happen, you know? <laughs> I know. That's, but that's my concern, too, as an older mom. Like, I didn't have my second child until I was 42. So... I want those grandbabies, so I I kind of want my kids to be promiscuous. Promiscuous, yeah, I get it. And get, I get pregnant it. at like eighteen because I want yeah. those grandbabies more yeah. than anything. You do want grandbabies. I do. I want. I love being a mom. See, and I I was turned off by motherhood too for so long. I I didn't know if, if I had it in me because my parents were so wacky, and I was so convinced that I was so defective as a person, you know. And then I was like, I, I don't. And then I became a mom and it took about two or three years for me to really settle into it. And now I love it. I really do enjoy it. Does it does take some time. It Sometimes does. it does. You, you grow know? into it. I right? think my wife had a little post. Oh God. We talk about that. Uh, have her come know. in and we'll talk about it. It wasn't like diagnosed though, oh, mine but was. she was Ooh. not happy. Yeah. And I remember just, you know, she'd stay in bed for days, you know? Yeah. Oof. And I remember one, t- one time I was walking up the stairs, um, a brick staircase over the garage and I had flip-flops on and I cut my toe underneath my big toe because my flip-flop flopped back. That's what they, that's why they're called oh, flip-flops. Yeah. And on the edge of the brick, oh, it was just like a hatchet. You yeah, know? yeah. I didn't almost cut the toe off, but I, there's a, apparently there's an artery under there and it pumps blood out like spurt, spurt, spurt. And that was doing that. And my, my uh, handyman was there who was also an EMT Thank God. and I showed him and I looked at his face and he turned white. I thought he was going to pass out. <laughs> he goes, you should go to ER for that. And I wrapped it up in, you know, in a gauze and a sock. And I didn't even bother my wife because I knew that she was. <laughs> Dad, and I drove. You're bleeding out. You'd rather I'm, not yeah, bother her. <laughs> I'm not going to bother her. <laughs> I know. I'm bleeding out. I get in the car and I drive over to, you know, uh, a free clinic or whatever they're called, the day clinic, a walk-in yeah, clinic. Yeah. And they put salt on it or something. I almost went through the roof. <laughs> I said, I'm out of here. Where's the nearest hospital? Yeah. And I get in the car and I drive to the hospital and they're stitching it up and everything. But, and I got back in my, and I didn't even tell my wife, yeah. you know, 
Men, men can sense that when you're in that darkness, the dark forest is what we call it on the yeah. show. Tom would just be like, oh, like he didn't know what to do with me. Both kids, I had severe postpartum depression. Really? And they just tippy toe oh around God. you. Yeah, but then I got on Lexapro with the second one and it was way better. Lexapro, isn't that a workout machine? <sighs> it is. You know, like the Peloton? <laughs> How much longer are you going to be on Lexapro? <laughs> um, I would rather kill myself than do a Peloton. I think that looks so horrible. I haven't experienced it the yet. The bicycle but, uh, thing? Yeah. Oh, there's what always a something. Nightmare. There's always something new coming out. What about the mirror thing? Have you seen what the, the fuck mirror? Is that? You hang on the wall and you can see yourself working out, I guess. I would rather die. <laughs> Then see, my, it's kind of like recording yourself having sex, where people are like, "It's so sexy." We could watch ourselves. Like, yeah, I know. Not past the age of twenty-three, no. do you want to see yourself doing anything naked or? Um... But you know, I I wrote a book when my wife was pregnant because I had a book deal. This oh. was a long, I'm not promoting the book now because it's been like fourteen years, and this is before social media, so it wasn't on the New York Times bestseller list or anything. Mm -hmm. But I was really proud of it. I had a book deal at the time. I didn't know what to write about, and then my wife went out and got pregnant. I like the way guys say that. My wife went out and got pregnant. Yeah, with <laughs> who? It was with you. Nothing she must to have gone do. out with you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And um, and I had a book deal, and my, my I said, why don't I write about um, going through a pregnancy with my wife? So That's I good. called it, yes, you're pregnant, but what about me? Because, <laughs> you know, the wife gets all the attention when they're <laughs> oh, pregnant. Yeah, 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 those attention whores. <laughs> so anyway, because when when you're about to have a child, it drums up a lot of memories. Like yes. what was it like for you when you were a child and your parents, Ugh. you know, and finding a godfather, who's good enough to be a godfather to your child? Nobody, everybody's Nobody. got something going on, know. you know? So, um, I wrote about that and then it, it started becoming more of a, um, a memoir, like being on SNL and all that, mm. you know? So anyway, I enjoyed writing that. And, um, and, and I remember one of the chapters was about going through hormonal situations mm -hmm. you know and my wife i came home one night and i was reading a magazine and there was a couple pages ripped out i thought <laughs> what honey what happened to these yeah. pages what maniac is ripping up she finally admitted to me that it was an article about how pregnant women are the most murdered demographic or most something what? Like that. most murdered oh jesus by their husbands oh my gosh yeah and um, in fact, I just watched a show on TV last night called The Family. Well, what about, yeah, like Lacey, wasn't yeah. that famous yeah. guy? That's so true. Well, that's two, you're thinking of two different things. Peterson? That was the one. And then Lacey was another one that killed her own daughter. Oh, yeah. But anyway, so I found out that it was a murder. It was an article about that. And she thought I might read that and get an idea. <laughs> so she shredded it. First of all, I don't need to read that to get the idea. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a guy. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. I never would have thought about that. But anyway, she shredded the article. She personally went out to the garbage can and put it in the garbage can to make sure it was out there because she's got a little OCD. That's really funny. And so I thought it would have been really funny if I went out to the garbage can, got it, taped it all together <laughs> and put it back there. <laughs> put it on her pillow yeah. like, I'm watching yeah. you. <laughs> I but do you have feel to... bad for men, though, because they don't know what to do. I feel like you guys are so... Nobody knows what to do. Even they don't yeah. know what to do. Oh, I didn't know what the heck. I never changed a diaper until I had my first son. I didn't know how to be a mother. I think there's this assumption that because we're women, we have um, this ability. I was one time, I remember I was in Africa doing this gig, and this girl said to me, she goes, Christina, once you have that baby, you'll just, you'll just know what to do, right? We women know what to do. And I was like... <laughs> me bitch like i don't even know i don't know how to wear high heels like i'm not really great at being a lady in the first place how am i gonna 
you know? Well, it's a lot yeah. of stuff, I right? mean, you know, wait, let's talk about leaving the hospital with the baby. Oh, my God. The most terrifying There's drive. There's no certificate that you have that tells you you're a good parent. or No. We, our baby wouldn't stop crying, so we tried to oh. hit every pothole, and that made him more <laughs> calm. We yeah. would hit every pothole he in the car. It. We went through three cars to get him to, to <laughs> stop crying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so was Gable an easy baby, or was he, he active? It sounds like he was active. Right? He was active. He was yeah. like, even in preschool, he wouldn't sit still. He'd get yeah, out outside of the circle and wanted to walk, and the teacher <laughs> would say, he's got to be able to sit, or he can't be in the... Oh, shit. I said, well, you talk to him then, you know. <laughs> yeah, you do it. <laughs> yeah, but... um. But nobody's prepared for that. And I also remember when my wife was pregnant, you were attracted to other pre- uh, pregnant people as a couple. You know, yeah. you would love to. It was like you were in the same club. Yeah. How, how much along are you? Yeah, are you that's so months? true. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then, but then you find out that other parents aren't as cool as you think just because they're parents. For instance, right. it's just like high school. Like just because you have a kid doesn't make you awesome. And I didn't realize that. I thought like we we're all in the same club. I'd go to the playground and then you figure out that like, oh no, that mom's like, that mom's like anxiety mom. That mom is like... And by the way, that's not the mom. That's the nanny. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> How often would too. you see... That's right. You know, toddlers with their mom at the top park. The right. top lot, as we called it. The top lot, right. I mean, I guess it depends on the neighborhood you live in. But, yeah. um, you know, I was living in Manhattan Beach at the time. And I go to the top lot. The top. I, is that push, really what it's called? Yeah. That's so gross. I push my child in the carriage. You know, we stop at the, no, at the bagel place. I give him a bagel. I'd hand it to him. He'd hand it back to me. You know, like <laughs> it'd rise up from underneath the awning, yeah, half so eaten. Yeah. He's done with it. And we get to the top lot. And um, I think I was the only dad there. And the rest were all, you know, like nannies. Well, let's talk about that. Um, so, first of all, perks of being an older dad. We know what the obvious the hard part must be the I'm mean, the physical stuff. You're not you're not going to want to be up all night with a newborn. Well, I'm up peeing all night, so it's you know, <laughs> it's I tell my wife that you know I say, man, I get up to like to pee so much. It's like having a newborn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what are the benefits? The benefits. Of being, I mean, I will tell you this because I met when I I did a film in New Zealand once, and I was golfing with this guy, and his father was an older dad, and uh, I said that must have been tough having an older dad, huh? Because my child was one at the time, and I was just kind of feeling it out, you know, what it's like, you know, as a child would feel. And he goes, actually, it was pretty great, because mm. all my friends' fathers were off working all the time. My father was retired, so we golfed a lot. We went fishing a lot together. Aww. I thought, okay, that's a good way to look at it. Um, you know, um, the so the downside, the upside for me is I have wisdom. I don't want to yeah. be out every night, even though I'm a stand-up. I'll go out maybe once or twice while I'm in town. Yeah. to do stand-up you know i try not to work on the road that much anymore but um i'm wiser than yeah. a lot of younger dads i don't feel like i'm missing out you yeah. know not going you know on that retreat or you know that hiking trip or whatever whatever it is or being out at the clubs right um i know my time is limited and i know this is going to be my uh the child Right. So I just appreciate every second with him. Whereas, you know, my father had five children and he was always working a lot of Mm. overtime, also worked out of town. What did he do for a living? He was an aeronautical engineer. He worked for Sikorsky Aircraft. Yeah. Made helicopters. That's why you got that brain on you, man. And your mother? And my mother was actually, she was a a housewife. You know, she was a homemaker, which is a, a hard job. Oh my God. But when she was single... Before she got married, she was a secretary. She worked for a general at the Pentagon. She was That's a. Awesome. She went to flight attendant school. She was going to be a flight attendant. 
and um, I'm beautiful. She could have been a model. I mm. think even she went to Ford Modeling Agency for a while. So she, um, she was really smart too. So my father was smart, not good in math though. I keep telling my son, I said, Gabe, well, you don't have to be that smart in math, you know? No. My, your granddad wasn't smart and he became an aeronautical engineer. How is that possible? I mean, I cheated. I thinking, yeah, he cheated. I yeah. yeah, Tom and I um, didn't get past Algebra 2, both of us, and we both yeah. failed Algebra 1. So yeah. our uh, children have no hope of mathematical <laughs> skills. Yeah. All verbal. You never know. You, you know, never know. You never know. So, so your father was, that's true. With a younger dad, they're worried about establishing career, making enough money, um, being more out in the world. I think, because I, I noticed when... Every time I get pregnant, every time, both times, every <laughs> all the time, five thousand, ah, but well, just um, the times with Tom. Yeah, just with Tom, just with Tom, um, is that it would ramp up his ambition. It was like, okay, now I have to go out more, and like he would hit it harder. It was always mm. like he ramped up the career every time. I think that's what guys do, right? They women nest, and men are like, I gotta provide, I gotta provide. Yeah, I think there's some of that, but there's also. Um... You know, as much as you want to spend time with a child, you also have to get out and do what motivates you yeah. and what you're passionate about. I mean, that's something you can't let go of, which I haven't. But I'm finding more things that make me passionate where I could stay at home, especially <laughs> with the pandemic. Yes. So, so you know, recapping. Yes. Uh, as an older dad, you um, have, you know, you're, you're home more. It's great. I still have the energy because I yeah. took care of myself. Good. You know, Um I, I'm more involved in his school and what he's doing. I'm paying more attention. We play ping pong together all the time. I used to beat him all the time and then I used to let him beat me and now I can't beat him you know, at all. Um, so, um, it sounds like you're really connected to him. I oh, really like that. He's my, he's my world. Yeah. He's everything. I mean, and I put him to bed every night. I lay down with him. He's 13. Oh. I still, the problem is, you know, he's more of a late bloomer like I was. I didn't mm. grow until I was out of high school. I grew, I was 5'8 when I graduated, and then I'm, I'm 6'4 now. Jesus. And I had no body hair. I was like slick as this baby seal. <laughs> and, uh, and like him. But his friends, most of his friends are all hitting puberty. Their voices are changing. He's yeah. like, he's, I hear him online with his friends, and it's like he's talking to adults. I'm thinking, who's that pervert he's talking to? <laughs> it's, his, it's his classmate. Yeah, those, you know? the, those disgusting uh, seventh grade mustaches. Yes, and the hairy calves. Oh, God. And I'm thinking, how do those parents lay down with their kid at night and rub those, their back? Yeah, those you smelly know? boys. Yeah. Oh. And my wife has super sensitive smell. And she, for a while, I haven't heard her say this lately, but for a while she was saying, Gay, we got to wear deodorant. You got to. I'm thinking, I don't smell anything. Yeah. You know? They get stinky. That's true. My five-year-old now is, he's almost five. He's really? getting stinky. Like, I mean, they they start as babies, right? And they're yeah. just so pure. Like my Oh, the breath. Oh, I love That's baby. That's where the baby breath That's comes from. You best. smell it. It's like, it's like, it's, heaven. it's better than like, I would snort baby's breath if I was like, you know, I could know. do it all the time. Yeah, I would should, have, I would be addicted. They should make a candle, uh, a baby breath candle. They must have that. It's just so pure and so sweet and so lovely. It's just like you, it smells like nothing that, nothing. Oh, nothing. You smell it, it's warm oh. and it's like, you know, their organs oh, are it. clean. Yeah, they're just so new. Yeah, yeah, they don't have breath. And There's then... no corrosion on their <laughs> lungs or <laughs> smoke, you know. And then they get, um, they start to drink milk and food. And now my two-year-old has morning breath. Like the breath comes and I, I still love it. I'm oh, still yeah. like, I just I love it. And then the five-year-old now, when he sweats, he starts. He Is starts he sweating sleep. like Tom? Oh, 
No, I tell you, hairy back. My five year old, yeah, he's he's got a full uh, chest, hair, hairy <laughs> chest, rug, lot of rug. Yeah, um, but yeah, they get stinky. Kids get stinky, but I like it. I like. I, all I just of don't. It. Maybe my smell is not as good as it used to be, but I don't smell. I don't smell myself. Like my oh. wife will go, "You got to take a shower. <laughs> you just came back from that podcast." <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> well, it's interesting. So your son is thirteen. Mine's about to go into kindergarten, and I don't. Uh, I don't know what you what school you chose to send Gable to but uh, Nadab if you wouldn't mind just tell me what you think of this place it's called Woke Kindergarten and if you could just um, go ahead and play the, the clip we discussed Nadab is kind of a neat intro for keep in mind a five year old um, they have Woke Read Alouds 60 Second Texts Woke Wonderings oh here's just uh, sorry uh, you'll see yo hello everybody my name is Akia I also go by Key Another name that I like for people to call me is Kia. When I was teaching kindergarten in my classroom, I used to go by Miss Kia, and sometimes I went by Miss Gross. If any of those names feel good to you, you can refer to me by any of those names. Pretty straightforward so far, right? Keep going. Yeah. But it's important that I tell you that my pronouns are they, them. And by pronouns, I mean, you know how sometimes we refer to people as he did that or she said this. I don't like to be called he or she or any of those. So when you're talking about me and you say, Akia did that video, you want to say they did that video instead of he or she. That's how I like to be called. And you can talk with your families about what you like to be called. I don't have a problem with that because that's her thing, but I I do feel bad for English teachers now. Because <laughs> it's, a it's, lot. it's a lot. It's a big changes. I think they'll have to reissue, <laughs> you know, like grammar books, you know, and yes. proper English. Um, but, the, you know, the world is always changing with, you know, what's appropriate and what's not appropriate and, you know, personal, uh, you know, I mean, I could say I like to be called Watsmot, <laughs> you know. Or I like to be called Watsmot. I uh, like Watsmot. I just Watsmot. made that up, you know. and that's fine. I think you know if somebody wants to be called or you know them or they, that's their prerogative. It is the only thing I was thinking of in terms of which kindergarten I'm going to send Ellis to is imagine a five year old watching that. Like I, th- I think his brain would explode. Oh yeah, because he's <laughs> like, wait, what do I call you? She's yeah. like, I'm Kia. I'm Miss Kia. I'm know. also Miss Gross. <laughs> I'm also known as There's Kiki. a manual. Here's a manual on what yeah. to call me. <laughs> yes. And I also, because I mean, at his age, like I, he's just now really understanding the concept of girls and boys and like feeling, I think he starts to like girls now. Like he, really? he's, he's into the little mermaid. He'll be like, he's just intrigued, you know? He, yeah. Yeah. He talks about a girl in his class. And um, so I don't know that he's really, how do we get them into this stuff? That's a uh, little, you know, early. it's funny know. because, you know, my son is in eighth grade now and what a horrible I'm year. very sensitive about people's feelings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. eighth is tough. And I'm like, I'm don't want to hurt or offend anybody, you know, yeah. and I really make sure that I, I try not to. And I'll be talking at home and my son now, you know, with being in this environment of eighth grade and seventh grade, whatever, is like, dad, you shouldn't say that. That's oh, not appropriate. No, my kids are going to light me I, up. I said, what do I call a refrigerator? <laughs> what do we, it's fridge? Is that what I should call it? Fridge? It's what is a, it? It's know? a cooling device. It seems like no matter what I say, you can't really do that anymore. Really? Yeah. I, I didn't, I, I, 
okay. Because I remember doing that to my parents, but my parents were hardcore. Like they no, were dropping n bombs yeah, and know, stuff, and I you're know. like, uh, we can't say that anymore. And that that's really that seemed very reasonable to me. Can't call me bitch anymore, yeah. mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> my mom was so angry, but um. Right. So I, I'm dreading all of that correction because I know it's coming with Tom and I, because we are not. Uh, That's what they did not re- think about with 1984 or 2001 or, you know, things in the yeah. future now, yeah. you know, they're <laughs> going to start doing that, you know. Double plus good. New it's going to be hard doing a census for the U.S. when people <laughs> want to be called they. <laughs> Wait a minute. How many did what? you count in that house? Well, was one, they said there's one person living there. They said? Yes. Maybe we, there should be, yeah, I don't know what the gender neutral is. In German, there's three D. Do you speak German? I did in college. I mean, I took it in college. Sorry, I never spoke it fluently. I lived in Germany when I was a kid. No way. When I was six until I was 10. My father had a job with a, uh, he called it a, uh, a German outfit. A Which I thought outfit. was Lederhosen for a long time. <laughs> I thought he worked for Lederhosen, but no, they, you know, it says, you know, back then they said, you know, they had their way of talking like, uh, yeah, you know, he's got a bum leg, you know, yeah, his, yeah, his legs yeah. now, he's got a bum leg, Kev. Or I've worked for a German outfit over there, but it was a, you know, German company. And it was, uh, they, Sikorsky Aircraft, who, oh, cool. who he worked what for. What part? It was a beautiful town. I was so lucky. I lived in Heidelberg, Germany. Heidelberg. Romantic. natürlich. My, uh, oh, okay. So I lived in a German neighborhood, unlike military kids who all lived on, uh, look at that, right? See the castle? Uh, This is lovely. Oh, sehr schön. Oh, ach du lieber Himmel. But (laughs) you speak German. You're good. Well, I lived in a German neighborhood, so all my friends were German. Oh, wow. And I'd go to school on a military base, and that's where the Americans were. So I was the only American that lived really in a German neighborhood. That's awesome. And so I spoke fluent German for a long time. This is six until I was ten. That's when you learn. You know, everything yes. comes so easily, and I was emerged in it. So I learned it, and I don't know a, that much of it now. Yeah. But um, it comes back to me every time I go back there. That's so great. What a great thing to have. It was great. So let's talk about this gender stuff though now, and also the corrections. I I worry. Has little boys, from what I hear now, have a totally different code growing up? Like, we're teaching them totally different rules than what I was taught growing up. Like, they're more sensitive now, right? Like, because don't girls send boys uh, vag pics and booby pics and and I don't, and know. I don't know. Like, isn't that isn't that what they do? I mean, I do that, but I don't know about kids. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, and also because like. Uh, there's so much like consent. You have to ask for consent for stuff. I just, is it way more sensitive now? Like can a boy ask a girl out to go to the mall? And I mean, not right now in COVID, but how does courtship work? Do you have to, well, is it different I, you know, there's so it? many, yeah, it's totally different. I mean, you can't go by your feelings anymore. Like if you get close to a woman and you're feeling the vibe, I mean, is it proper to go in and kiss her? Like say you're 18 or right. 17. You know, if you feel it at that wonderful moment of, right. you know, we're both having the same. I did a sketch once on SNL with Melanie Griffith, where we're two business people, oh, you know, gorgeous. in town. Yeah. And we're standing over a table and I, you know, we're meeting. It's a business conference. We're talking about these plans and we're leaning and we're close. And then I go in to <laughs> kiss her because I felt there was a thing. She goes, what are you doing? I said, I thought there was a, didn't you, weren't you like leaning in for a kiss? And I thought, No. I'm so sorry. I I thought you were, and then like 30 seconds later, we're leaning over and she looks at me. I look at her and I kiss her again. She goes, what do you do? Stop that. I'm sorry. I thought you meant, weren't you putting out, 
Vibes for me to, uh, to hug you and you know. yeah. So you can't do that anymore. And um, I thought, you know, if I was on SNL now, my sketch that I would write would be someone like Miss Kira mm-hmm. um, trying to identify oh my God. Uh, somebody for the police to, you know, what did, <laughs> what did this person tell me about, describe this person? Well, they, oh, they, how many were they? I thought you said one, <laughs> you know. So anyway, uh, but you know, it's going to be a little more difficult, but I think people have to be more compassionate nowadays and, and sensitive about people's feelings. And, yeah. you know, I mean, things are changing and, you know, it, it will be a challenge, but, um, you know, we're looking for, um, unity yeah. and all of that. Right. I do think the, um, the intent is good. I just don't know how to execute. It seems a little silly. But look at these older movies too, like, you know, the film noir movies. Yeah. I mean, will they be banned eventually? Because these guys would throw the woman down on the bed and start (laughs) making out with them and the woman would go for it. You know, it's like, you can't. Are you talking about 40s? I'm talking about Revenge of the Nerds. That's one of my most formative movies. Yeah. I don't know if you remember the bounce house scene. True. Where he dresses up like the girlfriend's um, Halloween costume, right? It's a, a Darth yeah. Vader pretends to be her boyfriend, and then they f on the moon on the, yeah. the bounce house stuff. And um, what about body heat? Yeah, when William Hurt <laughs> throws the you know breaks the window to get to Kathleen, um, I forget her last name, but um, beautiful actress, you know, and busts the door open because she's just taunting him in there. I know, you know, and uh, so funny. I don't think you'll see that anymore. Yeah, that's interesting. So okay. So you, you, your son, uh, Gable, has determined his gender, though. Yes, we but, know you know, you're is. talking about your child who's five, yeah. talking about girls. Yeah. My son's very shy. Like, he won't bring up girls. And my wife oh. is very, my, my wife has two mothers, you know. She, her mothers, are, she has two gay mothers. And so she's always teaching our son about, you know, it doesn't matter whether it's a boy or a girl, oh. you know. So we were driving in the car a while back, and... Um, she said, Gable, um, is anyone at school, any boy or girl interest you at school? You know, always Aww. putting it like that, almost leaning toward, you know, hoping that he's gay. <laughs> I'm saying you don't have to push the gay thing on him. If yeah. he's gay, fine. Yeah. If he's not, you don't have to try to work it. You know, I know you don't yeah. want him to meet any other women because you want to be the woman in his life. Yeah. Uh, but um, just let him decide on his own. You know, That's so interesting because I have heard through people that some some parents are wanting their child to be gender ambiguous or they're they're like wanting really? to lean into it yeah which is know. so funny yeah i don't know okay now is a perfect time to take a break and do our segment sponsored by michelin driving with kids discover the new michelin cross climate two tires designed to keep families safer for longer than leading competitors the michelin cross climate two tires Provide up to one year of additional tread life compared to four leading competitive tires. Discover more at michelinman.com. So I've asked you guys to write in or leave a voicemail about your horror stories about driving with your children. You can leave me a voicemail at 213-375-5184 or email me at 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 gmail.com. Email me your stories and we'll share them. So this first one comes from Jody, and she writes, When I was pregnant with my oldest, who's now 18, I told my husband that the baby could hear sounds and that playing music was an awesome idea for him. So my husband would blast Eminem when we were in the car or hanging around the house. Cut to about five months after he was born, we were picking my mom up from the airport, which was an hour away. On our way home, he was fussing and nothing I tried 
uh, was working. I was so embarrassed, but I knew one thing that might do the trick, Eminem. So I told my mom, look, this may not be ideal, but I think it can help. <laughs> sure enough, as soon as he heard the first line, he instantly calmed down, smiled, and fell right to sleep. No lullabies needed. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Did your kid like Eminem? Um, he's more of an Ed Sheeran guy. <laughs> One Direction, oh, yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. That's funny, yeah. I play the Ramones for my kids. They like that. And then my younger one, Juju, the two-year-old, likes goth music now. Wow. Yeah. I yeah. got a feeling your kid's going to be very interesting as they get older. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah. I like them weird. Okay, this one's from Mark. Uh, my parents would always tell the story. They were traveling to Canada with my two older brothers back in the late 60s. Dad had a $300 tune-up done to his 68 Roadrunner. On the highway with two sleeping boys in the back, mom says, let's see what you got for $300. Dad punches it and is doing over 100 miles per hour when a cop with a radar gun jumps into the road, almost getting himself killed. While pulled over, the policeman approaches the car and my oldest brother, now awake, shoots his cap gun right in the cop's face. Cop was unfazed, luckily. In today's world, they would have all been shot. <laughs> Thanks, true. Right? That is true. That oh, is true. Oh, God. You know, the crazy thing, too, is when I'm driving with my son when he was younger, he had a lot of toys in the back, you know, put yeah. toys back there to keep Always. him busy. yeah. And there was one time the I got scared to death because he had a cop car noise. It went, <laughs> woo, 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 woo. And I started pulling over. I go, oh, no. And I was so relieved. <laughs> you know, I sat on the side of the road for like, <laughs> Three minutes looking for the cop car. <laughs> Had my license out and everything. <laughs> I don't know. You know what? Nothing's worse when um I used to listen when you listen to the radio and then Oh like, no, and you hear the cop yeah, cars on there. Like, Whoop. It's like that yeah. horrible morning show crap. Yeah, like don't do that. This is an annoying dude. thing I do to my friends when they're driving. I do this whistle and I go <laughs> And they always look in their rear view mirror and they go, Oh no. Oh you Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> <You> dick. <laughs> oh, this one's my nightmare. I haven't had this happen yet, but uh, this is from Aaron. I'm a mom to a two-year-old little boy and a two-month-old baby girl. When my daughter was about two weeks old, the stars aligned, and I was able to leave my house with just my son to go to the grocery store. We live in a really rural, 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 rural area, so the store is about 25 minutes away. When we were pulling in the parking lot, I hear my son say, Tummy hurts, Mama followed shortly by the sound of splatter and the smell of vomit mixed with popcorn, the snack he had that day. Thankfully, I had a pack of baby wipes that I had to use to squeegee the puke from his clothes. Needless to say, my break from my newborn was not a break at all. But what can you do? Thanks for doing the show. Give me something to distract me from the drama. Keep those jeans high and tight, Aaron. That's my nightmare. I haven't had a puke in the... I had one puke in the car when Ellis was six. It was just milk. Yeah. He just, I just overfed him and he was like, meh. Uh, have you had a puke in the oh, car? Oh my gosh! Oh yeah, a lot of puke in the car. One time he was choking oh. on a on a veggie burger, and my we nightmare. were driving. We had to pull over. Oh yeah, choking is my. I don't big like thing. it. I would. I don't even give him Cheerios. I cut up the Cheerios because I don't want to choke. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. I'm the same way. But that scares me to death because yeah. I choked as a kid. You did. I on a hard candy. Yes. And it's a horrible feeling, you know. Who um, Heimlicked you? Nobody. I got it out myself. But I was I I was in Hawaii once where a guy was choking. Oh my god! And we were we were sitting down having breakfast, and he was out on the you know patio, and he was we didn't know if he was having a heart attack or what, choking. And I was I let him go for like I don't know twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I let him just go. gonna go. I Let's let him go. It. I was kind yeah. of sizing it up, you know, because I used to be a lifeguard, so I knew a little bit oh, about okay. rescuing. And um, I let him go for like ten seconds. And I thought that guy's choking. 
nobody else is doing anything. I got to go. And what? just as I got up, some guy came over and gave him the Heimlich. And it was violent. The Heimlich is violent. If you do it correctly, you pick yeah. them up off the ground almost. You know, you squeeze and squeeze and that thing went popping out of his mouth. <laughs> but yeah, so my son was choking. So we pulled over. Oh my God. And um, How did you know he was choking? Did you hear it? Because it yeah, sounds Yeah, you, you hear it and he's not breathing. Fuck. And it's kind of like a purpley blue Cool. Good. <laughs> no, he didn't turn color yet. Oh, thank but God. by the time we pulled over, he had gotten it out. But it's scary. It's really scary. He had just coughed it up. Yeah, but puking wise, oh, we the first time he puked, projectile vomited. We were waiting in line for a restaurant, outdoor cafe. No, no, no. We were no, there, no. and everybody's eating. No, we had given him an apple for the first time, and he ate the whole, th you know, like a lot of the skin and stuff. And all of a sudden projectile vomited <laughs> and everybody ah. dropped their forks ah. but you know as we say this i'm sure everybody listening has a puke story yeah yeah of course and uh <laughs> i remember one time my wife was laying on the bed and she i think she was maybe naked and she was on her <laughs> stomach and my son was talking and he puked on her butt <laughs> And it went down the crack and everything. Oh, God, it's the worst. <laughs> and he laughed. He was laughing so hard after that. Because it, was, it wasn't like a sick, he was sick. It was more like indigestion. Yeah, and he just ralphed. Yeah. Do you, have you had the stomach flu from him yet? Have I gotten it from him? Yeah. Lately? Well, I mean, did he come from oh, school with I'm stomach sure, flu yeah, and you've yeah. gotten all that? Oh, that's yeah, that's yeah. the worst when everyone gets it at once. Tom, poor boy, when, last October we all had it. Ellis brought it home. It got it went through the baby, and then Tom was on a flight to Hungary. He was in Budapest, and a, and about an hour before he was getting picked up, he started vomiting. <laughs> oh no! And he had to do a show in Hungary. Oh, it was so terrible. I did. I was sick once, and I had to do a show, oh. and I didn't want to cancel it and go home because I flew all the way there. And I felt better backstage when I laid on a cot. So I told the stage manager, can you put the cot on stage? And I did my act from the cot <laughs> on my side. Brilliant. Yeah, That's brilliant. It worked so well, I started bringing a cot oh, with me to gigs. It's your hook now. It's your thing. But I told him I wasn't sick. I said I was depressed. Yeah. So oh, I just did funny. it from, you know, I said, oh, I'm so depressed. I got to lie down again. That's so smart. What did you have that day? Like a I don't know what it was. Or... It was a stomach flu or something. Oh, yeah, God. it was horrible. Gnarly. All right. We'll do one last uh, Michelin segment story here my boyfriend doesn't let me drive with him and my daughter anymore because i'm constantly reaching back to help my daughter with the stuff the entire time i didn't realize this could be scary for passengers until the first time i drove him and my daughter and i was reaching back to open her drink open her snack grab her trash and pick up toys that she dropped i looked over and saw how terrified he looked he had offered to help several times before <laughs> i hadn't realized until i saw his face keeping him eye tight christina yeah i miss him <laughs> yes i miss him I know, I know. <laughs> yeah i do that shit too you don't realize um how dangerous that all is kids have so many it's like being a it's like being a waitress i if you ever waited tables before it's mm -hmm. that constant motion like when your shift starts and you just go all day long. That's what it's like having And your kids. kids now too, you know, how Ugh. you try to keep them busy at the table. Like yes. let's play with the sugar packets, you know. <laughs> yeah. Here's your Cheerios. Yes, Please. throw them all over. And then you leave and you look down under the table oh and God. it's just a mess. <laughs> it's, a, it's so embarrassing. Yeah, it's Tom crazy. and I tip so well because of that. I'm like, I'm sorry. I just destroyed. And never seat me near anyone trying to have a nice quiet meal i'm like just give us the corner on the patio far away from everybody because do you think so tom bad. is a good father he's fantastic yeah and what do you base oh that God. on what do you base that on 
<laughs> oh god you know it's so funny though is we were married we were together for like nine years before we had 10 years before we had children so we have this whole life together of like waking up at 11 yeah brunching staying up until two in the morning yeah binge watching shows yeah all night. like well, whose life was that and now nine years yeah i think did so. you Gosh, was it so it was an accident before we then. had kids no 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 <laughs> oh my god right <laughs> no but we started uh, dating he was 23 i was 26 wow no, 28 28 wow. i was 28 he was i know so then, uh, but you had a live-in boyfriend before him. Yeah. And did you yeah. break up with him because of Tom? No, no, I broke up with him before, and then I, Tom was supposed to be my first one-night stand. I just, yeah, I was like, I'm gonna be a whore. I think <sighs> I'm ready to be a. I'm gonna do what all these everyone else. You'll have doing. plenty of time for that. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? One of that. I was much like you, and I think I don't. I I never could do promiscuity i wanted to i think i, I was all, I, in my head it sounded like a good idea i'm too sensitive for it i got it. divorced and I, I i wasn't even a player for those years i was divorced really yeah and i kind of met susan like you know not too soon after i got divorced and so i had that window where i could have been the player yeah but i just i just didn't have it in me yeah i'm a monogamist me it's, too it's just in my i like to one person yeah. i can't I, dating exhausts me the idea just sounds i don't horrendous. know how these people have three or four on the line at once. oh my god you know what i mean it's like did i tell you i was uh <laughs> i went to high school in florida yes you I know. okay i thought i told somebody else that but okay yeah uh, yeah <laughs> it feels exhausting to to, to just manipulate and I'm sure you have to lie you can't be like yeah I'm banging like three other people I know it right you can't and how know. do you have the testosterone <laughs> I could um you want to go out tomorrow how about uh, in a week and a half <laughs> I'll be charged up by then charged up <laughs> yeah man so how was your marriage after after not Gable? good not, not good, good. No. misery no. <laughs> no it's good I always talk about that with new parents because it, that definitely, it changed our dynamic, Tom and I, so much because we were so used to, like I said, doing what we wanted. And then I don't really think Tom got, got the hang of waking up at, at 6 a.m. until this year. Yeah. <laughs> it took him like four years to... No, it, uh, um, it, no, it definitely changes your relationship and yeah. you have to adjust to it. Um, you know, it, you have to really make a concerted effort to have that date night Oh my God, definitely. You know? And we don't always do that. And, yeah. and also romantically, yeah. you know, it's hard because is the door locked? Oh my Are God. Are you sure he's not oh outside God. listening? You know, it's really puts a lot of pressure on, I think your sex life It doesn't too. seem to bother my husband because he can ejaculate with children screaming, pounding on the door. And meanwhile, I'm like, I cannot, if I hear my babies running, I'm I like, know it's, it. the, it's I just know. A, a, everything. Just I need to be at least up. 20 miles away from my child <laughs> to have sex. Otherwise, I, I think he's around. <laughs> oh, but I now know. he's at that age. He goes. He would come into our bedroom if we're laying close to each other. He'll come in. He'll look between us and make sure that we're separated, because he doesn't want us doing that. You know what? Oh, he now learned. he's like, don't. Well, like even a couple of years ago when stop. he first learned about it. Oh. You know, because remember when you first learned that your parents yes had to have sex to make you and. Yes, I think that's one of the most devastating. It's the weirdest moment ever when you're like, wait a minute, that goes. Not my parents. In there. Yeah, they didn't. Yeah. They're well, not my parents animals. fucked. My yeah. dad fucked. I mean, like all the San Fernando Valley. My he dad did? was a huge player. Yeah, a huge really? playboy. Oh my God. My parents divorced when I was four, and then oh. he banged like everything. So I kind of I knew pretty He's still early. still alive? Mm hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Still banging? Wife number three. Yeah. I th- yeah. Oh, still slanging D. Yeah. He loves slanging that dick. Is yeah. he good looking? He's so handsome. Oh, mm-hmm. then he deserves it. Yeah. That's what I think too. <laughs> handsome European man. Yeah. Um, He's Hungarian? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do Hungarians have Both tempers? Um, I think it's, it's like Sicilians. No, I think it's more like they tell it like it is culturally. Like if they think Americans are kind of donkeys because they laugh or they smile too easily. Yeah. They're more stoic like Russians where we're like, what are you what are you laughing about? What's the problem? Like they're just straightforward. One of the best meals my mother used to make. She was a great cook. Mm. Always came home for dinner. Home cooked meals. Hungarian goulash. Oh, goulash is that a thing? Lavish. Is it real? Of course. Oh, it was so good. She yes. maybe made it Americanized a little bit, but it was Let me so see. good. Bring up goulash, Levesh. Now that's the best. Oh you like this? I'll, I'll make this for like. you. Come over. I'll cook for you. It looked. It didn't look. That Not, looks more like a stew. Yes. How did she do? Hers it? was a goulash. It was um, Chef Boyardee ravioli. <laughs> 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 no, it was um, uh, it was a little different. It had more noodles in it, I think. No, kidding. no, no. You're right. It did have some kind of meat in it. Yeah, I think yeah. now we're getting there. I'll make you some stuff. It's oh, just stuff yeah. is so. But can so you make vegetarian? Good. I don't eat meat. <laughs> oh, are you really? Yeah. Oh, that's right. I can do a gomba, a gomba levesh. Yeah, you can put gomba some tofu in there or something. Or something. Impossible shit. burger. Um, let me read you this article. This one's so good. Nadav, can you bring up the photograph of this guy? This is probably one of my favorite things. I love this culture we live in right now. A kindergarten teacher is speaking out after he claims he lost his job due to his physical appearance, which includes tattoos all over his body and having the whites of his eyes surgically turned black. Kevin Nealon, this guy teaches kindergarten or did. Sylvain Helene said he was extremely disappointed to learn from officials at whatever elementary school in Paris that he could no longer be teaching kindergarten after parents complained that he scared their children. This is his quote. I think the decision they took was quite sad. He's 35. Uh, Okay, he says, following the complaint last year from the parents of a three-year-old boy, I'm a primary school teacher. I love my job. Helene was 27 years old when he started getting tattoos at that time. He was teaching at a private school in London and experienced an existential crisis that inspired him to get inked. Uh, But basically, yeah, I mean, um, oh, my God. I think I'm fine with everything but the... The eyes. The eyes. I get it. I get that that would terrify my children. I mean, it's kind of like that movie uh, the that Sally Hawkins was in that was up for an Academy Award, the fish in the, in yeah. the, in the bathtub. Oh, yeah, I love that movie. But I'm, you know, it's, um, <laughs> it's fascinating. Yes. I mean, I love the artwork. Gorgeous. It's really pretty. You're very positive. You know, yeah. that? you can see the best. In and everything. I don't mind the eyes actually. I think <laughs> I'm really disturbed by the, um, end of the nose not being finished, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Hey, I did a game show once when I yep. first moved to LA and, um, I forget what it was, but they go around the room to, to qualify you as a, a contestant to mm-hmm. see if you're interesting. And they want to hear something interesting about each person. And they came up to one girl who had bright red lips. And she goes, well, something interesting about myself is um, um, last month I had my lips tattooed red. So I'd never <laughs> have to bother wearing lipstick again. And this was in the 70s or late, early right. 80s. Everybody went, wow, wow, that's crazy. You had your lips tattooed red. Never, no, don't have to worry about lipstick. She goes, I still have to go back for one more visit because this is a little pale over here. And and then it came to me and I said, hi, my name's Kevin. Um, something interesting about myself. Last month I had my teeth tattooed white so I didn't have to brush them again. 
but I still have to go back for the molar. There's a little yellow back there still. <laughs> so needless to say, I got on the show. Of course. I think it was Crosswitz was the name of the guy. Uh, nice. But um, I could see where, you know, maybe a couple of years ago, 10 years ago, that would be very, that guy, the teacher, yeah. would be very um, disturbing. But now it seems like so many people have tattoos and facial yeah. tattoos. Yes, it's not a thing. Um, but that the eyes are scary. I don't know you could get your, the whites of your eyes. Yeah, I just saw it. It's, it's, an, it's a thing I've been seeing more and more. I didn't know you could either until very recently. And oh. you're right though, it's it's become the norm to get your face or your hands. It's, it's tattooed, it's not a big deal. I think little boys would really kind of like that because they're into the Marvel yeah. like uh, characters, <laughs> the Avengers and stuff. and. But he should change his name to something like, you know, um, Tatutu, you know, whatever, <laughs> you know. That's true. Like maybe not be the primary teacher for the day, but maybe he comes in and he yes. teaches you about like magic or, or botany. <laughs> standing pain. Yeah. <laughs> right. I don't know, but not, not all day. You can't look at that guy all day and take him seriously. Uh, I don't know. I don't know anymore. I don't know anymore either. I feel like the world is, is upside down. I mean, he's created a character. That's so true, right? Yeah. I think I would have him, um, he'd have to pass the psych eval in order to be a teacher. <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, it's, I'm really, I'm going to think about this for a long time because that's, an, is this recent? Yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's real kind of a, that's something that would be a good debate thing in a debate class. I know. Should he continue? But here's the deal is that, all my the teachers that I've had for my kids have been pretty normy, you know, like yeah. they're just kind of these nice ladies. So that's the mold right now. Although one of his teachers has bright red hair, and I I was kind of like offensive. Whoa! Yeah. Had her hair tattooed red. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you think you work, lady? I mean, I mean that is kind of the description of kindergarten teachers. You're like sweet. But what if your teacher? You know, I don't even like male kindergarten teachers. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it. What don't if... trust them. I don't like it. I don't like dudes working with kids. Sorry. What if your teacher? What if your child's teacher was in a car accident and has a disfigured face? Right. Right. Would you complain about that? Well, that's involuntary. I, that's not. How do you know she didn't like purposely illness. cause the crash? <laughs> <laughs> that's different. I think that could be really cool for kids because then they learn like. Hey, people have these disfigurements in the world, and and I brought my child to lunch with a friend of mine who has neurofibromatosis. Do you know what that is? No. Well, inappropriately, it's called the elephant man's disease. Oh my goodness! And this gentleman came to see me at a show at the Comedy Magic Club mm. about ten years ago, and the the manager came out and said, "There's a fan of yours that would love to meet you." And I just want to let you know he has neurofibromatosis. It's, you know, the tumors all over the face. And, mm. and it's, so, it's so upsetting and it's very difficult to look at. And I got to know him. He's a really nice guy from Houston, Reggie Bibb. Reggie Bibbs. And he's, you know, he has T-shirts. He stayed in his room for eight years as a child because he was ashamed to come mm. out. And, and it happened slowly, you know. And finally he says, I'm not spending the rest of my life in my room. I'm going to go out and I'm wow. going to teach people and make them aware of what this is. And it's okay to ask me. And he has t-shirts that so just ask. I love it. And so I brought my son to have lunch with him when he was in LA because he always calls me. He says, I'm coming to LA. You want to you know, get together? I say, sure. Yeah, I'd love to see you. And so I brought my son and I said to him beforehand, I said, Gable, he may be hard to look at, but he's just like us. So he went and he, you know, sat with us and he 
looked at him and he talked to him and he made him feel great. Oh, that's so nice. That's a good story. But see, that yeah. that's valuable, I think, to teach children. Like, hey, there's different... Yeah. And that's so, stuff that's out of his control. Now I see this guy with the tattoos and the black eyes. And I think, um, you know, emotionally, that's what makes him feel good. I never know about guys with people with tattoos, though. They always, uh, they're proud of it. It's like, this is my artwork. I'm going to go sleeveless and I'm going to show you that this is, I see them at my shows in the front row. They always sit there. They get the, the you know, the sleeves all tatted up and they love to be asked about it. They do. (laughs) Well, I think, listen, I'm all for self-expression. I just think you need to be aware of your audience. And if you want to be a kindergarten teacher, there kind of is a formula for how they generally look. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You don't want to scare the kids. Yeah, you don't. That's really Kids are really sensitive. Yeah. I I remember my friend, my my son's friend came over. This is in kindergarten. I like to draw caricatures. And I never draw them kids. You're a great artist. Thank you. Your Instagram is amazing. So my friend sits down, my child's friend sits down and I draw a character of him without him knowing it. Mm. And then I show it to him and he sees it and he starts crying. Oh. <laughs> I hurt his feelings. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no one wants to see what their, their worst feature is exaggerating. Yeah. yeah which is it's, what the it's character. Children are very sensitive <laughs> about their big nose, you know. <laughs> you are such a talented artist. Uh, Thank you. Your drawings are amazing. I see them on the gram. And then you do, your, your podcast is on hold right now. Uh, it's a web series. Yeah, it's called Hiking with Kevin. It's on hold right now. Um, but I've done three seasons. I've done 86 hikes. That's amazing. And um, yeah, I just hike with a different celebrity uh, every week. And I post it on YouTube. So people can go to hashtag Hiking with Kevin. They can usually find you know, the people I've hiked with. But the uh, drawing is something I'm really getting into. And I've always liked to draw, doodle and draw caricatures of people. But I never really yeah. focused on it until the uh, pandemic. Look at, look at your RGB. Yeah, it's my RGB. It's so good. And, um, Very talented. Did you know that Phyllis Diller was a talented painter oh, no. as well? Yeah, a, a, a lot of comedians are either musical or. So is Charles Bronson. Really? Yeah, Charles Bronson. I like my Tilda Swinton. Your one. Tilda Swinton's outstanding. Yeah. Look at those eyes. Look at that hair. Yeah. God, she's great. What a great. Face. I'm working on a Christopher Walken right now. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's awesome. And then, so you did your stand-up hour. Is it is it available? Well, no, I did it. It was a live stream. It was a live stream. Yeah, okay. I did so it, People can't see it now. It's over. No, it's gone. It's oh, gone. Well, too bad. Uh, so last week I had, um, was it last week or the week before? We had Riaz on here. He's a gay Muslim dad and he's left-handed. Left-handed. It's a lot. Oh, I can't believe he's left-handed. <laughs> <laughs> so gross. Yeah. <laughs> Um, this is, I had to take a minute just to tell you how much I absolutely love the Riaz Patel episode. You were both lovely and funny, and I have to say it was the first time in my YMH history that I actually cried during an episode. Normally, it's tears from laughter, but I started tearing up around the one-hour mark. I'm a heterosexual female, married mom of two, so I cannot relate to Riaz whatsoever, but his story really touched my heart. Thank you for having him on, and I would love to see him on another ep. Piss on me, beat me, Lindsay. Lindsay, yes, of course. I think Riaz is great. We only just scratched the surface with him. We just got it. This guy had such an amazing story. Wait a minute. I, I remember yeah. he's left-handed and Muslim. Yeah. Muslim. What were the other things? Gay. And he came from Pakistan. His family uh, came here when he was only like, I think, four years old. And then he had to like basically take care of his younger siblings. So he's a gay Muslim. He's a gay Muslim. And what does gay mean in the Muslim community? Death, I think. It, in Pakistan, <laughs> think maybe, so. but not here. 
we didn't even get into that. Like we had so many other things. Oh. We talked about parenthood. And you had, blew some opportunities. I there, know. Man. God damn Just, it. Uh, <laughs> no, think, I'm kidding. I mean, that's, that's a three. Oh. That's at least a three episode interview. Right I there. know. He was so fascinating. The whole left-handed thing alone is one I episode. Know. Are you left-handed or right-handed? I'm be- I've become ambidextrous because oh. I had my shoulder replaced and it had been hurting me for a long time. So I didn't want to stop playing ping pong with my son or playing catch. So I learned <laughs> how to do it left-handed. Did but you go I'm, to, sorry, did you go to Catholic school and stuff? I did. Yeah. High school. High school. Yeah. Did yeah. you like it or hate it? Well, I didn't know the difference. You know, my eighth grade was at a housing project. So I was one of the few white kids oh. in the school. That's uh, so I went right from there because we had just moved to a new neighborhood and my parents kind of waited too long to register me in a, oh. another school. So I went to this school and that was really interesting. And then I went from that to a Catholic high school. Jeez. Two years at one Notre Dame and then two years at St. Joe's High School. You really moved around a lot. I did move around a lot. And I think that's why I do stand up. Yeah. Because I'm kind of used to, you know, um, adapting. Yes. And, um, you know, people. Yeah, Tom has the same story, similar of uh, moving around a lot and having to make new friends and being the new guy over and over. I think that definitely has a, an influence on your personality. I think so. But I wasn't outgoing. No. I was very shy. Yeah. So, um, Why did you become a performer then? I had a lot to say. <laughs> well, I was actually trying to impress a girl that was a cheerleader in high school. What? Yeah. And it worked. Yeah. And I bet she, did she date you? Um, we went out kind of a couple of times eventually, like 10 years later. Oh, okay. In fact, I, you know, like I said, I was five, eight when I graduated high school Yeah. and 10 years later, I go to my high school reunion. I'm like six, four now. I'm not the baby fat kid. Yeah. It's shy kid. I'd done the tonight show with Johnny Carson. Okay. So I come back, I'm ready to rock baby. Yeah. <laughs> she never showed up. Oh. <laughs> well, I bet she regrets it now. Stupid Probably. bitch. Yeah. No, we're good friends to this day. What a, oh, you are? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. And you guys never tried to rekindle? It just the timing wasn't right, you know? Yeah. We both got engaged uh, on the same day yeah. to different people, and um, both of our marriages broke up. And then, Jesus. you know. Yeah. Have you ever had a cartoon crush? A cartoon? P- Porky Pig. <laughs> Porky Pig. I had a sexual crush on him in high heels. And not just Porky Pig, but also... Um, there was a cartoon where a baby was on this conveyor belt and it was all of the things changing it, you know, the hands coming out and yeah, changing, swaddling it, powdering that. it. Yes. For some reason, I think that was my first crush was that machine. <laughs> I thought really? that is so sexy, man, to have a machine like that take care of me. I thought, I wish we had those, oh, like the Jetsons, uh, that same thing. It was, everything yeah. was automated. It's supposed to be. I'm being serious though. Like my first crush was Mighty Mouse when I was four years old. Interesting. And I thought I was just so in love with him. I did you have any weird cartoon crushes? I'm, I'm being uh, well. That, I'm serious. I about was, the machine. The machine was a crush <laughs> and Porky Pig in high heels. But also, I think my first real crush was probably um, Google l- Porky. Later, it was that. What was that? What was that um, movie? That animated movie with a really what hot you're girl. Say. Everyone says that yeah. Jessica Rabbit. Yeah, Jessica Rabbit. Well, she was she was a boner drawing. She oh, was made for. Boner. Wait a minute. What what about that other, that artist that did that one Gorgeous with all the drawing. black um, cartoon characters? The cats. <laughs> there were cats. Oh, in the Paul Abdul video, you mean? No, no, I forget. The Aristocats or something. No, this was like a real hip artist, and it was a cartoon. It was very controversial. 
and it was mm. like Harlem and stuff. And what year? Oh God, probably in the early eighties. I liked Felix the cat. He was cute. I liked Popeye. I liked Woody Woodpecker. Did you ever see Minnie Mouse naked? No, did you? Really let herself go. <laughs> Not, she's wearing Spanx. Those black stockings are Spanx. Yeah. 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 Well, she's, yeah, she's still around. Um, my son likes Minnie Mouse too. Mm-hmm. You know what? I was watching Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs with my my older boy. Seven Little People? The Seven Little People. Yeah. <laughs> I know Tom was like, I wonder why they haven't remade that one. I'm like, uh, obviously it's pretty politically incorrect. Like you, how would you deal with the dwarf thing, right? Yeah. Do they cast I know piece? some little people and they don't mind the dwarf they label. don't. I agree. I, I'm friends with uh, Brad Williams. and he's, Me too. Yeah. He's yeah, the one he's, I'm talking he's about. He's the best. He's never, ever been uh, weird about it. Anyways. Um, well, is there anything else you'd like to add about fatherhood? Let me ask you this, because I do feel like dads are kind of an underserved demographic, which is why I want them on the show. Do you feel like you get the short end of the stick in the mom world? Do dads get enough credit? I think so. I mean, it depends on the dad, of course, but... Um, there's nothing I love more than hearing my son say the word dad Aww. or daddy. He's at that age now. Should I call you dad or daddy? Hmm. I said, I like either one of them, but they is preferred. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I think we'll close on okay. that. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, where can people find you these days? Instagram at Kevin Nealon or at Kevin Nealon Artwork. I love you. You're the best. Oh, you know that? You're such an thank inspiration. Thank you so much. You're so funny. And thank you so much for coming. And I'd love to have your wife on to talk about having two she gay moms. She would be great. You would All love right. to talk to her. We'll do that next time. All right. Until next time, stay cool, moms. Bye. Where my moms, where my moms, where my moms at? Where my moms wearing thongs, hitting thongs at? Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my moms, where my moms, where my moms at? Where my moms at? Christina Peace.